Oh, shit. What do you think of this? And I don't think I'm ready. So kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it. So kick it, kick it, kick it. So kick it, kick it. Feisty's 45 podcast. Here we go. All right, now there will be no actual like, but you know, structure to anything that we're doing no, at this point. No, no, I'm not doing sound effects. No mute. Maybe I'll put music later. All over the place. I think we need to have a topic that we land on. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about maybe kind of like doing like a you know what really grinds my gears type of thing like things that really just piss me off <laughs> you know yeah if you want me to we do um, need to figure out some sort of format because i don't want it to be anyway <laughs> uh so how long were you how long were you at the loft i was at the loft like three years man that place was like my home because i mean they let me have my mother's wake there like they provided all the food for my mother's wake like they really supported me well, I mean, and I was making him money, sure. hand over fist. Like, we threw a party that to this day is still probably the biggest party I have ever been a part of or been, have had planned. And it was the Love Stinks party. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. We yep. were at capacity for the entire freaking night. And we were just, you know, it was, we decided to capitalize on the single side of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So gave me like $500 and was like go nuts so I'm going to Victoria's Secret and getting gift cards I went to the sex shops and got toys we had buckets of roses at the door for the women that came in we just were throwing stuff out into the audience for people like just hooking all these single women up for probably the first time ever that somebody was like hey you know what we realized how stupid Valentine's Day is and how everybody gets shit on that isn't in a relationship and we we're probably busier that night than we were any given new year's eve just because they let me do whatever the hell i wanted so i did let me just say this real fast for for people that are listening and don't understand again this isn't a i don't i don't even want to be on this fucking show this is supposed to be about you but anyway um feisty is whether you know it or not whether you respect it or not and i hope that you do that she is Des Moines, Iowa's original female teacher. <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, you started this shit, you know? I mean, and then, you know, all these other females came in the game and started doing shit, but... They you, were never like me, though. You were doing it, you know what I mean? Like, you was making bar owners money, you were promoting nights, mm. you were creating a show, you know, and created an atmosphere that has never been duplicated since, dare well, I say. Dare I say! The what? Tell me what? I mean, for one, I don't know how often you go out, <laughs> but when was the last time you went to a place and saw a female, quote unquote, DJ on the mic, rocking shit, playing? And that was that was your that was your weapon, song selection. No song selection. You knew exactly <coughs> what to play, when to play it. Yeah. At the, at the at the time that it needed to be played, at the perfect time. Shit, that I barely beat matched. I mean, I would beat match. No, no, no. But, but then, barely. But then the combination with your mic game mm. was nobody was fucking with that, and nobody's doing that now. It's because you know, the it's just it doesn't exist. So it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like I, th- I mean, I would, I would venture to say that even college. I mean, think about all those sorority and fraternity parties that we used to throw. That mm. we used to actually DJ. We would get 
you know, we would get commissioned to do these. Like, I would get a ton of them that would want to come to the loft at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and just be sorority fraternity. Mm. That doesn't happen anymore. I don't even see that being a thing anymore. There's... And I'm talking, you know, way pre-COVID. I'm talking over 10 years Oh, ago, no. I mean, COVID has ago. nothing to do with the no, no, fact no. that this town has lost its balls no, when no, it comes no, no, to but clubs. I'm saying, like... You know, people that might be listening now that are part of this newer generation, and I'm not going to get into you know, hating and shit like that, but, you know, this was, I'm talking over 15 years ago. 20 yeah. 20 fucking years ago, honestly. Oh my God. It, I mean, it just, <laughs> it wasn't happening like that. It doesn't happen like that. You know what I miss more than anything? Not necessarily about being a DJ, you know, because I loved being a DJ, especially at that time when mm-hmm. I knew when I got off whatever day job I was working, I was going to go home. I was going to put on a cute ass outfit. I was going to do my makeup. I was going to look hot and I was going to go rock the party for the whole night. I yeah, miss all night being 8, 8, 8 p.m. Until 2 a.m., yeah. Was it no, you know, opening slot, do an hour? No, it didn't exist. No, I ran it from the word go to the word stop. Like, we were just, that was just what I did. Some nights we'd have a band and I'd only play their breaks, but for the most part, I would run the whole thing for the whole night. What I miss is actually going out on my nights off and being able to enjoy other DJs Mm -hmm. playing their music and going into different clubs that I wasn't actually having to run myself. Right. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody dresses up and goes out on the weekend. Mm. I mean, granted, yes, I'm a little bit older, but I work downtown. Like, my job is downtown, so I don't even see... But you don't go out, right? I I go out after work sometimes, but if we're going out, we're going to the dankest, seediest, bar. darkest bar. Yeah. Like, we, we go to GT. That's where I hang out. Yeah. And GT is a mainstay in this town like that is an industry biker bar mm-hmm. musician bar too there's always a ton of musicians in there right so it's it's like a subculture of the industry but there's no dj there's no dancing there's us sitting around at a bar okay. talking and drinking so let's fast forward a little bit this is gonna probably be a two-parter episode which is fine but um so from the loft, you went where? You went downtown. Nope, that's when... <laughs> that's when... Hijacked me from the loft. Oh my god, Fukure. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about Fukure. But I mean... Place held over a thousand people. <sighs> and you're, you're... How many nights were you doing? Fridays. I thought you were doing multiple nights. No, because the situation was this. <clears throat> I was doing four nights a week at the loft, so I was there Wednesday through Saturday. Okay, that those were the multiple nights you were doing. Um, gets wind of what I'm doing. Word. He hears about what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know how you were involved in that, but one night he just comes into the bar, and I'm in this booth that's I don't know if, if any of the listeners had been to the loft, but it's this huge oh, A Frey building. Huge. My DJ booth is at the very peak of the A-frame, so I can see the entire bar. And I see this man walk in, and I go, what the hell is doing here? (laughs) Along with three or four other servers that are beating feet to get up my twisty staircase to be like, why is he here? Mm -hmm. He walks straight up. That guy had a fucking presence, man. He still does. I haven't seen him in years, but whether you loved him or hated him, when he walked in your place, 
You either there was a buzz. Something something was happening. <laughs> you something's about to happen. Anyway, shut up. We've had our issues in the past, but I, I still I, you know. I he's still kill. He's still killing it in the business. He, they are still yeah kicking ass and taking names. Like those two are going to be very comfortable humans for the long run. Um, but anyway, he walks yeah. in. He walks straight into my DJ booth. He says, "Hey, I'd like you to DJ at my bar, Vukare, on Friday nights." And I was like, "Okay, this is coming out of nowhere." He's like, "No, it's not." He's like, "Look at this bar. You're taking all my people." He's like, "I need you. I want you. Um, talk to your boss. See if he's if he's kosher with you coming to, you know, work for me one night a week. Obviously, you're still gonna want to be here the other night. Just do one night. One night. Yep. And was it? It was dollar drinks. On Fridays, I don't remember. Um, I think he just really deal. wanted to get me in there. Didn't matter what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But um, no, but that was the thing, though, wasn't it? That was like a thing. Was he had just drinks. bought that place, and he was looking to pack it. And I think he wanted me to help pack it. And I think there was a drink special, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, crazy. It had to have been crazy cheap. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, what ended up happening is the owner of 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 the law got wind of there, and he let me go. He decided that he didn't want to compete, and it really got under his skin that I was communicating with another guy, even though he came to me. Mm-hmm. And by the following Wednesday, he had let me go. So I had to get a hold of be like, okay, so yeah, I'll do Fridays, but now I need three other nights because I just got the boot. Like they fucking let you go. They fired me. Wow. Which fast forward a few years, ran into him at the Iowa State Fair. He's like, that was the biggest mistake I ever I was made. About to say that. Uh, he said, I. Anyway. He's like, I will never not regret doing that because he lost his bar. Like they closed less than six months later. Great, shut him the fuck down. We did. Yeah. As a bar owner, if any bar owners are listening here, when another owner approaches your DJ, please take that as an opportunity to do whatever you can (laughs) to keep that. Because that means somebody else wants, if somebody else wants who you have, you make it worth their while to stay. Mm -hmm. I don't know know if that happened. You know, I wonder how things would be today Mm -hmm. had I not been in that situation you know like if Vukare didn't need me and the loft was allowed to stay open and kill it like I wonder if B where he's at today if if I was still at the loft and the loft was still a thing that's a good question that's a very good question so from the loft I started working for the put me on Vukare's on Fridays and then I was doing service industry night on Mondays and I believe I was doing every other Saturday at drink and in the meantime You I were at Crush. Did, yeah, you did drink too. Like mm-hmm. all these staple places that you were part of. You know, it's, it's just crazy. <coughs> like, we're talking wild fucking nights, lines out the door, people trying to get in. Yeah. You know, you were you were there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that. Man. And there for a while, you and I were basically in competition. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You know, like, how was your night? Oh, it was all right. How was yeah. your night? You had them tonight. You had them tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you got God, how many nights were we like, were, were, you want to go get some Perkins? We're, oh, we're yeah. both done and just exhausted and ready to eat. Yeah. Anyway, so back then, was that all that there was? 
because again, my memory is fucked up. So like, he had West Des Moines on lock, right? I mean, that that was. <sighs> so, had decided at some point that he was going to try to take over the West Des Moines area. Right. He had closed Kogan and Joe's. Opened Crush basically in tandem. So one closed, one open. So we've got Drinking Crush over here on 86 and Hickman. And then besides, he's going to open an After Hours Club in the old Coconut Joe's. So we got Boom Boom Room. We got Crush. We got Drink. Then he's like, okay, that's not enough. I want Vukare. And and Takora. Where I was at. Yes. I'll never forget that. Because at the end of the day, money money talks, and he had what what needed to have. He had what he needed to have to take over that side of town. He straight up bought fucking Aura off Logano. Mm-hmm. Made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yep. I'll never forget that night. It was like checkmate. When he walked in Aura, it was at the end of the night, and it's like he just planted his flag, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, time to go. Yeah, <laughs> but he wanted you too. Yeah, I know, but it was just crazy. And how long did it take him to get you? A long time. A long time. Yep. But I mean, he was a calculating, yeah. smart-ass, genius businessman. Right. And I'm not going to get into the whole... Well, that's not. That's a whole other story, and we're not here to talk about him. Anyway, what we are talking about is how this town has evolved mm-hmm. in all of the different club nightclubs like i'll have like younger people that i work with i work with a lot of young 25 26 27 year olds that either haven't lived their whole here their whole lives or were too young to remember and they'll be like why do they call you feisty and i'm like well i'm a retired dj (gasps) that is so cool and i'm like but they're like would you dj now no 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 so let's talk about the retired DJ. Mm-hmm. I consider myself at this point a retired DJ, honestly. I, well, I got about 10 years on you. I don't give a shit about DJing. Yeah, so if you're surprised hearing that coming from my mouth, that's the way it is. Um, I enjoy doing podcasts. Anyway. Um, so, okay, so then you made your way downtown, you know, friggin' Beer King Alley, which was... So from, from working for the... They um, they ended up selling drink because I think drink had run its course there. Like they had, they got all the goody out of that corner of town that they were gonna get, and they were starting to move downtown. If you remember right, they bought that corner bar that is Which now is Annie's, Annie's right, now, today. but yeah. it was called Party Cove when they bought it originally. Mm. And uh, I was doing a little bit of stuff for them at Party Cove, but drink was gone, and I was kind of out of places to go until hits me up and he's like hey there's a new spot downtown called sinners and saints and we want you and i was like really he's like yep this is the perfect place for you and i get in there and i loved it i loved it i mean i was there for most of the time that it was sinners and saints we went i want to say maybe a couple of years um, I still get like Facebook memories like come down check us out Sinners and Saints blah 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 you know a um, lot of my Facebook updates were about Sinners like I promoted the shit balls out of that place but that was another fun spot man like it started out being a quote unquote rock bar you had fun there it was so much fun yeah you had fun there 
I mean, it was no loft, let me tell you. It was a whole different thing. No, it was just, it was... And it was when downtown was still, would you say, it was in this it was transition? The, it was a destination spot because you either... At that point, there were people actually driving shuttle buses from West Des Moines to downtown. There was a constant, like, shovel, shuffle in social scenes. Mm. Um, somebody capitalized on the fact that there were more than one entertainment district in Des Moines. Now there's like three or four. Mm-hmm. But there would be people getting shuttled back and forth between West Glen and downtown. And the cool thing about Sinners was that it was at the base of that court... What's it called? The... Avenue. It's like the district building right, or yeah, something. Yeah. And there were bars stacked upon bars upon bars there. You had Peoples, you had... Uh, the Heroes yeah, was there. Yeah. Liars Club was there. Yeah. Liars Club was a spot. That like, was that was cool. cool. But um, the cool thing about Sinners was that you would consistently have people coming in and out because... Overflow. There was just a lot of overflow. Like, we can't get into Heroes, so we're going to go down to Sinners. And there was just a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. And that was fun to DJ to because I could switch up the vibe often enough that it would stay fresh. And we were six, seven deep at the bar all night long. We had people dancing on the bar. We had people dancing on the stage. We had people lined up outside to get in, you know, because it was the spot. A lot of people started their night at Sinners, worked their way up, and then ended at Sinners. So I would get... It became a destination spot. Yeah. A lot of networking, Mm -hmm. a lot of industry night... Oh, shit. We used to do, like, bottle service there, like, where we would do, um, I would, I would give away, like, a bottle of Sky Vodka to a certain group of people. Like, I had, you know, like, if we were worried we weren't going to be busy enough on a certain night, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, I've got three bottles of Sky Vodka and all the fixins for the first three people to get a hold of me. You and ten of your friends can come in and have a free bottle service on us mm-hmm. the, the I believe the catch was that they had to be there right at 9 o'clock mm. because the the point was to get people in the door right when people started going out and, and worked, keep them there early and yeah. forget, the point is you kept them there all night and it was a challenge because they had yeah. 10 other places they could go where they had friends that they were meeting you know okay so let's fast forward a little bit after oh, this was the beginning saying, of the end. <laughs> yeah, so like at, what, at what point did you start, you know, saying to yourself, you know what? Because, you know, it, uh, took me, it took me a while. Man, when I knew, I knew. I was just, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Um, it was a transition from Sinners and Saints was bought from... Um, it was it was going to... And um, the whole thing was it was supposed to be a turnkey business transfer the people that owned heroes above us were buying into centers and saints it ended up being a turnkey for a few months and then they decided to turn it into beer can alley and i was like nah i can't i i don't want to dj country music didn't you though no mm -mm, no once they said that they were transitioning into straight country music i thought i there's nothing here for me so i'm out i thought you did and then um little foot may he rest in peace also got a hold of me and was like hey fi i am trying to get out of 515 ultra lounge out here west i need i need someone to step in for me would you want to do it and i was like another place i forgot you played and yeah and i was like all right i can do this i go out there and 
Littlefoot's talked me all the way up and everybody's super excited for me to be out there. And then I get a taste of the West Glen clientele. Totally different fucking vibe. Couldn't handle it. I couldn't deal with the vibe at all. There was so much entitlement out there that I was just like, I can't, I can't do it out here. And the night that it finally ended for me, I was 515 had this gigantic, like completely way too big DJ booth. Like it could hold five people. All of my equipment was all on one end. And there's like dancing cubes in front of the dance in front of the DJ booth. Yeah, I remember, yeah, that was a nice spot. <laughs> yeah. Until one night this very intoxicated girl gets up on these blocks and I'm I'm beat matching. I'm trying to, you know, keep a nice flow in here and make it make it just whatever. I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. And this chick's like, can I make a request? And I said, sure. And she said, will you play some Lady Gaga? And I'm like, yep, no problem. Head back in the headphones, face back in the computer, trying to keep the flow going. And I'm about, I'd say 60 seconds after her asking me for it. And she's like, taps me on the shoulder. Hey, are you going to play it? (coughs) Yep, going to play it. Head back in the headphones, trying to uh, uh, just avoid contact mm-hmm. with this drunk biatch. Mm-hmm. She's got a martini or something in her hand, and she's just like waving it over my equipment. And I'm like, listen, you got to have your drink away from my stuff. <laughs> okay. So she turns and she's still dancing and, blah, blah, and probably and probably maybe a song, maybe a song later. She turns to me. Gets her face all the way up in my face and goes, Gaga, 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 Gaga. And I face palmed the bitch. I, I put my palm up like this and I just went, and I pushed her and she just went straight back, landed on her back. Wind knocked all the way out of her lungs, freaking the hell out. Yep. I was like, that was it for me. You got fired? I got fired. Okay, I do. For being rude to the customers, I was like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I mean, this Gaga. was the kind of place that these, like, at the time, these, like, 45, 50-year-old women would roll in. They're, like, frosted blonde hair, yeah, and they're right. completely shit-faced from being at tonic since they got off work. Mm-hmm. Can you play Fleetwood Mac the Chain? <laughs> no. Right. Absolutely not. No, I will not play that song. I know the owner. I know him too. Right. <laughs> he signs my paychecks. He pays me to do this job. Right. Will you play Hooba Stank the Reason? Not no, not not ever. Not ever. No. But that was Gaga was the beginning of the end. Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> so mid 2000 Right? Is when you started that was and and you know it wasn't out. just necessarily about you know going out to 515 and getting a taste of that particular demographic and I was not feeling it what I was also not feeling was the music well, no that's what I'm saying it was a switch in music oh it was terrible I yeah. feel like the the trigger song for me the song that said you got to be done mm-hmm. Gangnam style 
I was like, what is this? This is ridiculous. But it was the beginning of what felt like nonsense to right. me. No, no, I, I get it. Yeah, musically, it was just, it was a switch. It was a change. It, was, you know, yeah. it, it turned into something that I couldn't even... I couldn't even couldn't even wrap my brain around trying to play mm-hmm. the kind of music that people of that generation are into now. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't even like I was telling you earlier before we got on the air. Mm-hmm. Now I actually have nightmares about being in a DJ booth, like straight up dreams that I'm in a DJ booth that I'm DJing to a bunch of people that I've never seen before in my life and I'm sitting in front of a system that I have no idea how to work. Mm-hmm. With a list of songs that I've never heard in my life. That is a fucking <laughs> And you're, st- like, it's the, mo- like, I will wake up in a cold sweat, like, holy shit, that's extreme. Like, yeah. because I don't think if anyone approached me tomorrow and said, hey, you know what, Feisty, the industry misses you. We need you back. We need you to come and do your thing. I'd be like, I don't even know what that is anymore. What is the industry? <laughs> don't even know anymore. Right. You had you had a couple of things here and there. Um, you did a couple weddings and a couple bars here. Yeah, and there. weddings have not been my. I mean, there was a couple like private parties. Like there was one night that I did. Um, the owner of Good Sons, his wife, really wanted me to DJ her 40th birthday party, so I made it all about the 80s because you know that's what she wanted. And it was a blast. Right. But again, if somebody were to come up to me and be like, can you play Uncle Monkey Nuts? I wouldn't know what the hell they were talking about. You know, I'd be like, oh, I, I know. I don't even know what that song is. The same thing with like a wedding right. where did, you got yeah, kids. I you in a couple Children. Weddings. You did. Yeah. And I did a few weddings with Lisa. Yes. Shout out but they were all Lisa. like, those were all weddings that I had booked through friends of mine that insisted upon me being the wedding DJ. My son walking by on the way. <laughs> they insisted, Feisty, you're the best DJ. We love you. We just want to play the music. You play whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I still don't want to do it. Like, I would love to be in a, like just invited to a wedding. I can just kick it. Just like, can I just come to your wedding? <laughs> Please, I don't want to sit in a corner with all your nieces and nephews converging upon me. Hey, what's this do? What's that do? Right. Can you play blah, blah, blah? No, I don't even know what song that is. Right. I will play, you know, some diggable planets. I will, I'll play all this stuff that I feel in my soul. And I don't think that any of the music I want to hear is anything anybody else wants to hear right now. Right. Which is sad. I couldn't even tell you. Like, what would you do if somebody said, hey, we've got a sorority party coming up. We want you to DJ. You'd be like, hmm. Not But are you still, (laughs) I mean, are you still getting charts? Are you still seeing what the. hell no. Like, Not I, at all. I am so far removed from that life. It, it's refreshing. I mean, I've said, you know, every time I, you know, Facebook posts, I, just, I don't give a shit. I don't care <sighs> anymore. I just don't. You know? I don't know. I just don't. You know, like, for instance, I've got a kid that does all the prep work at the job that I work at. He's like our prep guy. And he's probably 24, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into work and he'll be back on the prep line and he's just playing something that just sounds absolutely horrible to me because it's all like auto-tuned to hell and it's this one one beat one production that just sounds exactly like everything else hip-hop and r&b right now is the equivalent of current country 
It all sounds the fucking same. You're all right. of it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Like, I'll sit here and talk so much shit about country music because it it really does make my skin crawl. But if you hand me something from 1996 or before, I know every word to every single country song. I know where I was when I heard it the first time. I know, and you, you know, you and I would rock it because it was good music. That's not a thing anymore. And that's part of the reason why it is okay that Feisty has taken a leave. Because it's not for me anymore. You didn't have a good time. I didn't enjoy myself. There were children constantly swarming around me, asking me to play songs that I didn't think were appropriate for a wedding. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I I was about to be like, come get your fucking kids. Get them all out of my, get them out. Come get your kids. Shit. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs>